0: You're listening to Cockadoodle News on WUSC FM and HD One Columbia.
1: Hello, everyone. As you just heard, you're listening to Cockadoodle News. In case you didn't know, 90.5 minutes of news no longer exists, and Aww. we have. Is it all? Aw- I think this is very exciting. Yeah. This is super exciting. We are now co- 90.5 minutes of the news, is now cockadoodle news. We will be live on air on 90.5 FM, live online at Edu, and live on the Radio FX app every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 6 to 6 30 p.m. Yay! Insert sound effect here. So for our first show, uh, we have a guest with us today. Oh, well, Mr. Finn Owen. Yeah. Also known as the Fox. Yes. Who will also be on right after I leave.
0: Yeah, we'll have praise hands emoji, praise hands emoji from 6:30 to 8 p.m. tonight, and so we're just going to keep this quality programming rolling right along here. That's but what you, get. you know, just honored to be a part of this inaugural broadcast of Cockadoodle News. What so so? How often are we broadcasting this?
1: Three times a week. Oh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Oh, from six to six thirty p.m.
0: And do we get to hear your voice on these days? You do. Oh, you're
1: yeah. I know you had to listen to me, but we're breaking it up. Last semester, y'all had to listen to me for two straight hours. Now it's three times a week, but it's not for as long. Yeah. So. And make sure that you stay tuned because we are going to have lovely guests throughout the semester. We have a great lineup, um, including lots of students and lots of not students. Because <laughs> those are the two community categories. members. <laughs> <laughs> nice. This are the two categories that we have here at USC. Yeah. All right. So should we just jump into things? Let's do it. As always, if you're ever listening and you would have an opinion you'd like to share or you just want to chat, um, you can give us a call. It's going to be a little bit harder this semester because we're not really going to play that much music. But we have solved the solution by being available both on Facebook and Twitter. If Ooh. you search WUSC News,
0: WUSC News,
1: WUSC News, we're very fancy. All right. So, in I guess, should we start with some like hard hitting news first? I guess. Yeah. I this mean, this is news. We'll get the nasty stuff out of the way before we get to the interesting stuff. Maybe? I think the f-
0: the fluff comes at the end, right?
1: It's not fluff. It's, it's the
0: the puppy piece is always the last one on the it's news. It's not a
1: puppy piece. It's <laughs> <laughs> we're we're hitting you guys hard today. All right. So just to get it out of the way, government shutdown still going on. Oh, longest in history. Jeez.
0: Well, we're living history right now. It's
1: Experiencing crazy.
0: it all around us. Um,
1: eight over eight hundred thousand federal workers across the country have been affected, and they recently got their first paycheck of the federal shutdown. Which is literally a pay stub with net pay of zero dollars and zero cents. Oh,
0: gosh. I saw that, I think it's Houston, had to shut down the security lines at one of their terminals today as a result of a lack of TSA workers willing yeah. to...
1: I also read somewhere that I cannot remember where because I wasn't planning on talking about it, but I'm going to apparently, that... I believe it was as extreme as someone who was armed got through TSA.
0: Yeah, so this was in Atlanta, actually. That was Atlanta. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Went through Hartsfield-Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, and they were on a flight to Japan, and they managed to get through security and onto their Delta flight, not only with a firearm, but with ammunition for this firearm. Uh, and so I believe before they were able to actually enter Japan, um, they realized... What had happened, and they were sent back to the U.S. without ever entering Japan. But um, I think, for me, that that's kind of the most concerning part about this shutdown right now is if TSA stops working, the country kind of stops working.
1: That story got more dramatic than the two sentences I read on Twitter.
0: You know, so
1: and um, also the FDA not working really right now. Yeah. So, who knows, our lettuce could become contaminated
0: again. And it's actually, it's even affecting WUSC. Um, The uh, FCC is having to shut down some of their online functionality. And so, um, there are certain documents we have to submit every semester that um, we're having to delay submission um, because they don't have those parts of their website open right now. And so, uh, it is kind of vast in. Its effects on so many um, people around the country, but even here locally at WUSC, we're we're also feeling those effects.
1: In addition to all of these terrible things we've already mentioned, some things you might not know that have also been affected is the Small Business Administration's closed, so small businesses can't apply for loans. The Department of Housing and Urban Development's is also closed, so grants for um, new homebuyers, or um, maybe if you aren't necessarily at the most high social standing and need a little bit of help to get a home Yeah. Um, can't get that anymore the Violence Against Women Act expired in December and they can't renew it because the government shut down and that law um, helps survivors of sexual assault and domestic violence and stalking so pretty important stuff also the parks and museums are shut down which is really sad but also not as extreme
0: yeah it's you know it's affecting a lot of people um just trying to live their basic you know everyday lives and so it'll be very interesting to see how this story continues to develop
1: if you would like to hear personal stories of this they're all over the news i was watching a story right before we went live on air where they had uh i think it was fox that had interviews um uh, I think Fox had interviews with people who who were talking about how they're like having a hard time paying their bills, but luckily we're kind of coming together as Americans and being supportive, and they said that a lot of people that they had to pay bills too were very understanding of their situation, which yep.
0: is nice. And just here in Columbia, we've had a local chef who's been teaming up with um, other community members in order to feed TSA agents here at CAE. And so, um, I know that we had, uh, the chef over at, um, uh, bourbon down on main street, um, went and brought food to the TSA agents. And so really nice to see ways that the community is kind of helping out during this, uh, very interesting time.
1: I think that my favorite, one of my favorite stories I've seen was on Instagram. So of course I didn't read the whole thing. But um, it was air traffic control workers from Canada who sent like Papa John's or Domino's or some like fast food delivery pizza chain. And they yeah. sent it to the air traffic control workers down somewhere down here. That's pretty I would cool. imagine somewhere near Canada and not like Florida or South Carolina. But, you know. Yeah. You can only put so much of a news story out on social media. <laughs> but there we go the outreaching effects of the government shutdown. as in history. Here we go. <laughs> and we're back. You're still listening to Cockadoodle News. You're still listening to WUSC-FM nhd one Columbia. And we're still on the air thanks to your generous support which we'll get to later when fundraiser week slash month rolls around. Ooh. Little preview there which we also have special guests lined up for that already.
0: Wow. I know, we're
1: really hitting the ball rolling. That was a coincidence. It just happened to come up in conversation. Okay, so questions. How much screen time, Finn, do you think that you were exposed to or you had as a young child, like elementary school or younger?
0: As a young child, probably not that much. I mean, I can't imagine... I'm sure we watched movies, but I don't think it was very much.
1: You were a play outsider.
0: Oh, definitely. We we had to. We were <laughs> my parents There was no choice. Yeah, it was, you know, turn that off and go outside. Um, you know, and especially, I mean, when we were really little, we didn't have the sort of access to all the TV shows and, you know, Netflix and all that that we have That's now, true. so yeah, definitely. I think
1: even when I got into like playing video games and I had like my Game Boy and then I gradually got to my DS and my Wii. Yeah. We never advanced past that. We stopped at the Wii. Um I still think my parents like really regulated like at a certain time we had to turn it in. And I know when I had a cell phone, like I had to like turn it in at like nine o'clock when I went to bed.
0: Yeah, we um up until basically I was junior or senior in high school. Um I was not allowed to play any video games during the week because they wanted me to focus on school and stuff. And so if I was finished with schoolwork, it was either hang out with my family or go outside and do something with friends or something like that. So definitely a lot less screen time than it seems like is probably the average for people now.
1: Did you grow up with a TV in your room?
0: No, I didn't have a TV in my room until my senior year. And the reason I got the TV was because I was going to take it to college with me.
1: That is also how I got a TV in my room. So,
0: yeah, no, no TV in my room. Um, I w- did have a, s- I was allowed to bring my phone to my room, but I don't think I had a smartphone until, I don't think I had an iPhone until sophomore or junior year of high school, which now I bet, I bet the average age is probably like sixth grade that people are getting smartphones, which is ridiculous to me.
1: I don't know what the average age is because that's not what we're talking about. what well, we are talking <laughs> about screen time. Yeah. Um, I came across slash was sent this very interesting article, um, about the rise in autism in first world countries compared with screen time. This is an ongoing study. Um, We're not saying, and neither are the the writers of this article saying like by any moment that just because you're exposed to vast amounts of screen time, you're autistic. They're just saying there's a correlation between some people. because looking at screens can stunt, I guess, or hinder your brain development. Interesting. So it has been suggested that removing electronic screens um, from the lives of younger children, um, at least like four years old and under, um, can decrease their risk of autism and or reduce their symptoms after they have been diagnosed. How, you ask, was this found? I will tell you. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. So this article that I read came from um, Mad, Amer- Mad, Mad America, Made America. Sorry. And they kind of took a whole bunch of, Mad America took a whole bunch of different studies and yeah. combined them for us. So, this was first noticed in Romania, I believe, and then a follow-up, not really study, but there are more observations that they then decided to write about, was found in France with children who spent vast amounts of time in the hospital. Apparently, in other countries, like if you're going to have, uh, I guess, a mental dis- disability or hindrance, they send you to the hospital and not just to, like, a psychiatrist, Okay. Um from my understanding, and while these kids were in the hospital, they were exposed to a lot of screen time because they, didn't, they couldn't really go outside and play, right. they didn't have anything right. else to right. do. Um so the Romanian doctor took away their screen time completely, and the signs of autism were greatly reduced or completely disappeared within a month or two.
0: That's pretty pretty amazing.
1: Um and then two french doctors dr Isabel Therese and dr anne louise ducan i'm going to say yeah
0: that's all we'll, right we'll go
1: with that um they are they were studying i don't want to say studying cuz that's not right like there was just kids that were brought to their office uh, referred to by their teachers saying hey i think you need to have a look at these kids yeah um and they weren't really responding. They said that they were giving them like, reading tests or like, answer this question. They'd like, have a picture and be like, what color shirt is this little boy wearing? Mm-hmm. And they would instead of answering the question, they would just repeat the same question back. Um, and so they were like, okay, these kids aren't deaf. Like, what's wrong? So they went and looked at their screen time by you know, talking with their, their parents and found that they were getting 6 to 12 hours of screen time day
0: yeah it's crazy it's i mean it's crazy i don't know for those of you out there if you have an iphone or android or whatever but mine tells me my average screen time per day
1: it makes me feel bad about myself and,
0: oh it's terrible it's awful i am I, it's awful and so it doesn't it like that's a crazy number but it doesn't surprise me Six to 12 hours
1: the a The reason that it surprises me is because they're four-year-olds. So it's not like we have an elementary kid or a middle school kid yeah. who's using a computer or tablet for work.
0: Well, but part of the problem, I think, is probably that a lot of parents are told that letting their children watch shows like, um, what is it, Little Einstein's? Mm-hmm and things like that are actually healthy and educational for their child, um, when really a lot of the studies show that while they might be slightly better than having the child watch something that is purely for entertainment value, um, the difference between watching someone on a TV try to teach you something, watching someone on a screen try to teach you something compared to in-person um face-to-face contact um, and being able to actually be there and interact with uh, a child one-on-one is so incredibly different and so I think it's it's probably part to do with that where right. you know let's put them and and they'll watch they watch this show every day and they always watch Barney and you know whatever and, and they're learning in their parents eyes when really it's it's actually way more harmful than if the parent was able to sit down with the kid and
1: yeah, and another another thing that this article pointed out that was really fascinating that I now feel really bad for all the kids that I nannied because I did the same thing. Like, they would watch um, they watched Little Einsteins, actually. We didn't have a conversation about that, but <laughs> they did. Um, But that makes complete sense is that kids are hearing words, but they aren't understanding the context of the words. Cause yeah. When you're that young, you know you can't develop a storyline in your head, like you can't follow anything. Um, so one of the things that this these two French doctors were explaining about, you know, like the picture where they were they could repeat the words back to you, but because they spent so much time in front of a screen, they couldn't. They didn't have that development in the context of this is the word shirt goes with this article of clothing.
0: Yeah. Turns out that humans. Need social interaction. Who would have known? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it seems, it really, but it seems so basic of a concept. But then you kind of look at it day to day and you don't think about how we actually apply that knowledge.
1: Um, So these two doctors, to close out the story, they, um, these children whose symptoms, they were exhibiting symptoms somewhere on the, um, a scale of autism. They completely eliminated all screen time. Um, No, if the parents were in the room watching TV and the kid came in, the TV went off. Um, If a brother or sister was playing video games, it went off, but the kid was in the room. And all their symptoms completely disappeared in one month. Dang. Yeah. So, another French study um, was... Done, um, and it was a father who noticed that um, he like self treated his severely autistic two and a half year old by completely eliminating screens. Um, And he instead decided that instead of watching screens, we're going to play together, and his son also fully recovered. So, there you go. Pretty interesting. I mean,
0: I think we'll see a lot of research come out in the next decade about how all of these screens are really affecting us
1: which it makes I mean when you sit down and like obviously like when you're reading a study like wow this makes sense but um, so in 1987 no 1975 sorry about one in five thousand children were diagnosed with autism and in 2004 it was one Sorry, 2014, it was 1 in 68, and now it's expected to be as high as 1 in 45, which would mean that a child in the United States is 100% more likely to be diagnosed than a child in 75, and it completely directly correlates with the increase in screens and television. In 75, there was maybe one or two screens at max in a household, and I mean, now... I can't even count how many screens are in my little apartment. Many. I could, but I mean.
0: Safe to say lots.
1: Yeah, I own four or five. Just me. Yeah. And there's four of us living in the apartment. We have two computers. We have two TVs in our living room. Um, So those, those are not my findings, but my reporting of the findings. There you go. So, I thought that was interesting. If you also think it's interesting, let us know so that we can talk about things that you want to listen to. Yeah. That is us. We'll be right back to close out the show in just a quick moment. <laughs> Welcome back. You are listening to Cockadoodle News. We are almost out of time. Does this is half hour go by so quickly? Um, so far I'm kinda liking it. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good semester. I am pretty sure. Just before we leave, some quick updates about USC, the Mendleton Observatory is gonna be closed tonight because of weather, and they're also being closed next Monday because of the holidays, but they will be open again on January twenty eighth. The McKissick Museum will open up a new exhibit tomorrow all about the history of cotton. I don't know. I think it sounds like it could be really interesting. If you happen to go, we'd love to hear about your experience. If you would like to share it with us on Twitter or Facebook, you can find us by searching WUSC News. And you can find our regular social media by searching WUSC FM. We love interacting with you guys. It's fun, and it makes us feel loved. Moving on... um, USC Intramural Sports will have a table out on Green Street tomorrow and Wednesday, both from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., with information highlighting the spring 2019 season, as well as how to apply for a job, um, being a sports official for softball, basketball, floor hockey, and outdoor soccer. And then our last note is that the Post and Courier will present Minimally Adequate, a lecture um, series about um, the challenges of minimally adequate education in South Carolina. Who could have seen that coming? That will be on Wednesday, January 16th from 6 to 7.30 p.m. in the Russell House Theater. As always, if you like to check out more events, um, you can check out sc.edu backslash calendar. We'll see you all again on Wednesday from 6 to 6.30 or sooner if you check us out on Facebook or Twitter.
0: This has been Cockadoodle News on WUSC. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 6 to 6.30 p.m.